Well, hello everyone and happy Monday, or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Um, I hope you have a great day. I hope you had a great day. Um, it is already Monday evening for me. It's about 8.30. Um, but I realized that I have yet to record slash upload uh, part three. Um, and I'm hoping that maybe this will be the last episode, but I also want to make sure that I am as thorough as possible, uh, just because I feel like this is something that's kind of important to be as thorough as possible, even if it does mean that, um, it ends up being a couple extra episodes. So I definitely want to start again with saying that if you haven't listened to the first two, um, I would definitely go back and listen. And also I will be talking still about, uh, suicide and self-harm and psychiatric, uh, hospitals and I'm trying to think of anything else that might be triggering to some, um, we're just going to be talking about some heavy shit. And so I will go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, so I left off with my mom getting the last of her electroconvulsive therapies. And after that, it definitely was never business as usual. Um, things never really went back to normal. Uh, we did just become accustomed to a new normal. And for someone, if you're listening to this and you don't live with someone or have ever lived with someone who struggles with mental illness, or if you struggle with, unless you struggle with mental illness, like you really do start to feel at times like, am I going crazy? Like, I feel like I'm going nuts because it's, it's always, I feel like it's always like back and forth. One day everything is great and the next day all hell is breaking loose. Or I wake up in the morning and everything's great and then maybe two hours later, I, it's like World War Three in my home. And I, it was definitely the worst when, you know, when she was first getting home and we were kind of, I guess, adjusting to a new reality. And it was still really hard. Um, and I feel like I struggled a lot, a whole lot. Um, even when she was in the hospital, of course I was struggling. Um, I myself did have to go see um, therapists. I had to see a psychiatrist. I think I was about 15 when I attempted to take my life. And it's just, it's hard. And I don't think there's many words or any other words that I can really use to describe it. It's even now, sometimes I see girls in particular have such amazing relationships with their moms and I'm just like so envious because I wish I could have a relationship with my mom. I wish I had a relationship with my mom. And, you know, I know nobody's normal. There's no such thing as normal, but what I would give to have been able to grow up in a household where I can come home and cry to my mom about the boy who broke my heart or just like, I don't even know like what a normal mother daughter relationship is, but I know that what I have isn't. And it, if I really allow myself to sit here and think about it, I will definitely have like a full on just mental breakdown because it is hard. I mean, my dad was amazing and he did the best that he could 
with what he knew and what he could do. But there's always that, I wonder what my life would have been like if my mom wasn't sick. And, you know, I'm a believer of God or a higher power, whatever you believe in, um, kind of already having everything mapped out for us. And I just feel like it's all part of what we're meant to go or what I'm meant to go through because I definitely feel as though if I wouldn't have gone through everything that I went through, I don't think I'd have as much passion for psychology as I do now. And I just always have to remind myself, you know, like there's a, there was a purpose and whatever that purpose is, it is to fucking help people. At least that's what I think the purpose is because if I could help anyone, especially like a, I always say that I don't want to work with kids just because I just, I don't know how I would be able to handle having a child come into my office and talk to me about how they were molested or whatever the fucking case may be. Like, I feel like that would break me. That would just be really hard. But if I could help a child or a young adult that was in the same position that I was in, like if I would have had the help, I can only imagine how much less traumatic my life would have been growing up or maybe not less traumatic but I would have known how to cope and handle things better and I wouldn't have been so angry all the time because I was angry all the time and I said things to my dad that I wish I would have never said and done things to my dad that I wish I would have never done but you know when you're young and or even as like an adult and you're dealing with something that heavy it it's hard to get a grasp on your emotions but I feel like especially when you're a child because it goes back to the first episode where I was talking about my sister and she was in you know high school and she had all those her hormones were fucking raging and she was growing and you know you're still like developing speaking of fun fact that i just have to throw in here i don't know if anybody else didn't know this i didn't know this till about like maybe three years ago four years ago your brain doesn't stop like your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25 just a little fun fact if you didn't know that um, so anyway, um, you know, it's like you're already dealing with all these hormones and emotions and you don't even know what the fuck is going on internally. And then to just throw some shit like that on it, like how the fuck do you even deal? Like what in the actual fuck as a child? like, I could not even comprehend. Like I saw my mom stab herself. I saw my mom slit her own wrists like it it's just how do you process that as a child and i think i maybe talked about it in the second episode it's like forever ingrained in my brain and i hate it i hate it so much and i wish there would have been a way for me to just erase it because I would wake up for I don't know how long every fucking morning and I would think about it all the fucking time all the fucking time and even to this day there's times where I go out of town with my dad or my significant other or my friends and we drive down south to LA there was this house that we would always stop at um, when my dad would take me with him to go see my mom during the week. And he would be so tired from driving 
and working because this man literally woke up at five in the morning every fucking day um tuesday through saturday well at the time he was actually working monday through saturday because he needed to make extra money but he would work monday through saturday from he would get up at 5 a.m and he wouldn't get off until 3 30 and then he would come pick me up from my godmother's house if it was during the school year and we would go see my mom and there was a house that we would stop at and it was like kind of right off the freeway and you can see it when you when you're driving and so anytime I drive down south I'm able to see that house and depending on the day of the week (laughs) I guess or my mood or my mental stability at the time I'm just immediately taken back to the days that we would stop so that my dad could take a nap in front of that house and I would always just sit like in the front seat with him because I was little and I wasn't allowed to sit in the front seat when we were driving and I would go sit in the front and I would just like pray that the people that own that house because it's the only house that's on that little hill that we would stop at that they wouldn't come outside and like yell at him and make us leave because they knew he was so tired and so I would just kind of sit there and just like watch to make sure that no one was coming out there to yell at us or was like staring at us funny and it it just it's just crazy and it's it's really shitty the way trauma affects you because it's like little things like that or I'll smell something in particular or my dad will say something or a song will come on and I'm just immediately taken back and even though I've grown so much past it it still hurts all the time and there were times where I would get home and my mom wouldn't be home and immediately like I would freak out because I thought she was gone again and she would just be at the store but my dad picked her up and took her so that's why her car was still here but she wasn't and you know even now we're like almost what about 15 years since her last ECT and there's still days that I'll see her and you know especially now that I'm almost done with school and I based on my education know what to look for for one but then for two I've been like a fucking bipolar slash depression pro for like almost 22 years now and I can see like the signs of okay like she's not doing too good right now or she's slipping and it does get scary because as much as my mom and I bump heads and if you know me in real life you know there are very rough days between me and my mom where we just go at it and so (laughs) I feel like we don't get along more than we do get along and it still it scares me because I I don't want as selfish as it sounds I just don't want to go back down that road it it scares me not just for myself but for my family and that's the really shitty thing about mental illness and not only if you deal with it yourself but like if you have family you just don't know everything can be great one day and then 
the next day it's like what the fuck is going on and I feel as though that was one of the, that's one of the biggest reasons why when I was first diagnosed, I didn't want to take my medication because I was scared and I saw my, my mom and I didn't want to be that way. And I know that sounds bad, but I was like 17, 16 actually when I first started taking my medication, but I just... I was scared and I remember they first prescribed me um, an antipsychotic and an antidepressant and I had no idea what those were at the time. I just knew that they wanted to give me something for my moods and for my suicidal thoughts and I flushed them. I wanted nothing to do with them and I'm not necessarily saying that I'm glad, um, but knowing what I know now, I know that that's not what I needed. So I, I am glad that I didn't take them, but at the same time, I also wish I wouldn't have been so stubborn. But I mean, then again, maybe that was just the universe or God or God telling me like, yo, that's not what you're supposed to be taking. So flush that shit. Um, my dad was not very happy and he was just like, you know, like, I just want what's best for you. And what you're dealing with right now is not, it's not safe for you. And I was like, yeah, no shit. Like I shouldn't be trying to kill myself, but that's just how miserable I was. I was so unhappy and I just felt like no one understood. No one got it. And I just had to go through life every day with this fucking fake ass smile acting like I'm happy. And I didn't allow myself to form meaningful relationships with people. And this goes back to that trauma. It was scary for me. And I talked about this on a different episode but I never wanted to allow myself to attach to people because I didn't trust that they weren't going to leave me, even though I know my mom didn't do it on purpose. Um, she didn't ask to be given the demons that she was given, and that's not her fault. But as a child, what else am I supposed to think? How else am I supposed to feel? How else am I supposed to cope with it other than I can't trust people. I can't allow myself to form healthy bonds and attachments with anyone because I don't trust them not to hurt me. And so I didn't, I just didn't have that. And it sucked so bad. And for the longest time, there were days where I woke up and I was like, I wish... I wish I wouldn't have. And as hard as it is for me to talk about, because um, it's not something that I talk about a lot, I just feel like it's something that needs to be talked about. And that's the whole reason why I'm doing this podcast just in general is I want to help people and that means that I need to be honest and open because being honest and being open is what's going to help others not to feel as alone as I felt and bad stuff doesn't last forever obviously um even though it definitely feels like forever it felt like forever i never thought i was gonna make it out and i didn't want to make it out and um i eventually went to the doctor again because my grades were slipping and i almost didn't graduate high school 
as much as I hate to say that, um, because I just didn't care anymore, and I had gotten in this really bad accident with my friend, she was driving, and I'm, I'm glad this happened, um, I don't know if it's something that I would call a blessing in disguise, but I feel like that accident is kind of what helped me. Um, we were coming home and she was making a turn because we were going to go pick up her mom's car to take it to this car wash that was happening at our high school. And this guy had his blinker on like he was going to be turning in the opposite direction. And so we went to go turn or she went to go turn and the guy actually hit me or hit us, on, hit the car on my side, the passenger side, and we just completely spun to the other side of the road and hit a pole, and my head cracked the windshield. Um, it was one of the scariest things that I've ever experienced, and if it wouldn't have been for that, I would have never gone to the doctor again, because after that is when my grades started a steady decline. And my doctor sent me to have an EEG done. And an EEG, uh, they attach electrodes to your scalp and they monitor your brain waves. And um, I guess you can kind of say they detect abnormalities. And that was when they put me on my ADHD medication. And so I've been on that not consistently unfortunately, uh, for about 12 years now. And it was kind of the same as it was, uh, with my antidepressants and my antipsychotics. I didn't want to take it, um, especially because, and this is just, um, a PSA, do your fucking research because it is absolutely fucking true that there are doctors that get paid by, I guess you can say, big pharma to give out their medication. So, um, this doctor gave me something to try and I'm just going to, it's called Stratera. I do not recommend. Um, he was like, yo, like based on what I found, like this, I recommend this, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, okay, cool. So tried it. I had never in my life, for the most part, I had like a pretty chill disposition. I did get angry a lot. Um, I was going through it, okay, already going through it because of my mom and my hormones, okay? But this shit had me on a different fucking level. And I can confidently say that there's a very good chance that if I would have continued taking that medication, I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now because I'd probably be in jail because I killed someone. And that is 100% honesty. That medication just made me extremely angry. And I may or may not have almost um, caused a fatality via stabbing with a pencil over a parking spot. So yeah and I told my doctor about it when I went to go see her I was like y'all don't like this and she about lost her fucking marbles because she was like he was not supposed to prescribe you anything and we especially do not prescribe this medication for that reason in particular because it makes you angry so we don't like to prescribe it and I was like mm -hmm, cool so do your fucking research um and just because the doctor gives it to you doesn't mean you need to take it especially in like a situation like that do you fucking research because there are some medications where the risks don't outweigh the benefits and yeah so I once again didn't want to take my medication because I was just fucking stupid and just stubborn as fuck and um didn't I took it for a little bit but I was not too crazy about the um, massive ass headaches that you get the first couple days that you take it. 
and I didn't take it consistently and then eventually I stopped because I graduated high school and I was all fuck this I don't want to take this medication I don't want to be medicated because of my mom and that's the stupidest thing ever but you know what life happens the way it's meant to happen and there's nothing I can do about the past now other than be vocal and honest and help others from potentially making the same mistakes that I made um so yeah I didn't take my medication and I was still struggling hardcore with my fucking childhood because like how do you get over that how do you like I'm clearly I'm still not over it but I never dealt with it I never coped with it I never talked about it with anyone I mean I would have conversations with my dad but that's different like I always tell my friends or my family it's different talking to a professional because they don't know you they're not going to be biased they're there to help you in an honest unbiased way and so, you know, I didn't have anyone to talk to that wasn't biased because obviously my dad biased as fuck. Um, even though he is definitely not afraid to hurt my feelings in the name of honesty, I will say that. That is one, <laughs> that is one thing that I will say about my dad. Um, he don't give a fuck about sparing my fucking feelings if he has to be honest. Um, and um, I don't remember how it happened, why it happened, but... I think it was the fact that I wanted to get back on my medication to see if it would help because I was fucking going through it. And in order for me to even see a psychiatrist, I had to see a therapist first. And so I met with a therapist and she was cool. She was kind of more like an intake therapist, you know, to assess me and make sure that I, she did believe that I needed psychiatric attention and then after that I was like I kind of I kind of like that I kind of like talking to someone who isn't in my world like they just know me because I come in here and talk to them but they're not in my day-to-day life and so I started going to therapy and I did have one therapist before my current therapist that I did feel like she helped me a lot and she started to kind of crack open that shell a little bit and it became a little bit easier to like wake up in the morning and not immediately think about my mom in like as far as what we went through as a family and I was able to just think about the fact that I was lucky that she was as functioning as she was because she did go back to work for a while and that doesn't that's not common if you're familiar with bipolar disorder or severe depression that's very rare that someone is able to be so high functioning after especially all the ECTs that she had um it's it was I guess what you can say is like a miracle and something that I thank God for every day for you know giving us that giving her that because I can't I can't imagine what life would be like if she would have just spent every single day in her room sleeping or just not living and so it became easier for me to live my day-to-day life and not be so consumed because it consumed me a lot and it was kind of around the time that I started dating the uh, dipshit that I talked about a couple episodes ago that you know I started healing more so in regard to my mom's situation and that relationship took me down a whole different fucking rabbit hole but it's all about the experience it's all about you know growing 
through what you're going through. That's one of my favorite sayings. But I just feel like it never, it never goes away. Ever. Like my mom and her illness. Obviously, it's never going to go away. Like she's unfortunately going to die still being mentally ill but you know what that's fine obviously I wouldn't want that I don't want that for her but it's just the unfortunate reality and maybe one day I'll talk about like what got her to where she was but I definitely think I'd have to ask her about that first because we'll be talking about some dark ass shit like 100% some fucking deep, dark disgusting bullshit but yeah and um you know like I said we're fucking 15 years almost in August, August 5th of this year it'll be 15 years well since her last ECT and it will be 22 years since she first tried to commit suicide and you know like I said it just doesn't it doesn't just go away and it's a constant I guess battle to make sure that her medication is like she's stable and her medication is working because any fuck up anything if anything is off because she takes I believe about 10 10 different medications a day and if she's missing even one or the dosage is off it just sends her whole world into a complete tailspin and then our world gets into a complete tailspin and you know right now she's not working she decided to go on permanent disability which you know I think was best for her because it's it's really sad she doesn't have people skills she doesn't have friends because she can't communicate with people effectively she can't have effective, meaningful, genuine relationships or friendships with anyone. Like, you know, it's just my sister and I, or my sister and me, sorry. But my sister has her blocked for a good reason. Um, so she doesn't, she doesn't have anyone. She's very, she's a very lonely person. And... It's, you know, I, like I said, she definitely needs to be home. I think going on permanent disability was smart, but also very lonely because she doesn't have, you know, any human interaction, really. Unless, you know, like she's talking to me or my dad, but we're both either working or I'm doing homework or I just, I'm busy but it's you kind of just never know what you're going to get when you wake up in the morning and it really sucks you know like to see someone you love just completely I guess the best way to put it is like empty And, you know, like I said, it's never ending. It's, I don't get to just snap my fingers and then wake up tomorrow morning and my mom's all better. And I think it was back in September, actually. Uh, So maybe about four months ago. um, There was a shift in her medication and things just were not right. And she ended up checking herself into a psychiatric hospital, which I give her so much respect. And 
I guess you can say kudos to her for um, because we ended up finding out that she had plans to I can't even say this like it just it hurts to to even say it but we're being honest we're being open we're being real um, she actually had the intention of and I quote slitting the throats of me and my dad while we slept and that was when she decided that she needed to go to the hospital and hearing that it's hard not to let it hurt because you know like this is the person that like carried me and you know like gave birth to me and to hear you know we're just calling to let you know that she did say that she wanted to kill you she wanted to slit your throat while you slept and uh, we have to call and let you know and we also have to make a police report I think was one of the most hurtful things that I've ever heard in my life aside from you know her calling me a bitch and saying fuck you I hate you hearing that she actually wanted to kill me and the only reason she didn't was because she was concerned about my dog barking and waking my dad up before she could get to his room and um you know for a while after that my dad didn't want to tell me but you know he was like I have to let you know so that way when she comes home you can sleep with your door locked and um I shouldn't we shouldn't have to do that and you know I know that she's not always all there and she's not always of sound mind but like how do you how do you deal with hearing that your parent wants to or wanted to kill you I don't I hope one day it becomes something that my brain blocks out because it's it's literally like a knife in the gut and was scary for a long time we had to hide the knives and anything sharp I slept with my door locked and a bat beside my bed and I'd be lying if I said that I don't still sleep that way sometimes I forget to lock my door but I just wake up in the morning and thank God that nothing happened to me so I think this will possibly be the end of this little I guess little mini series <laughs> I don't know if it counts as a mini series but and who knows if I'm even going to be done talking about this topic because there's still so much like in the middle of all of it like I could seriously like I I'm just going to speak this into the universe I'm going to manifest it I really want to write a book one day and talk about everything even though podcasting is dope because I can just talk as much as I want to and you know either people listen or they don't but a book would be amazing like I want to write a book I want to give speeches 
and just like talk about my experience because I mean I you, you just don't it's not something that a lot of people really talk too much about because I feel like we hear a lot about everyone like those of us that do struggle with mental illness but we don't ever really hear too much from the families and I feel like that's something that's overlooked a lot is what it looks like for the families because you know you typically think like wow I wonder what that person's going through or they have gone through but it's like people don't put into consideration like what the families deal with and I'm not saying that what the family goes through is more like important or anything like that but it's definitely something to be looked at because we all develop our own we all developed our own you know issues and trauma from what happened and I think that that it is important very important because I definitely don't think I would have tried killing myself I don't think I would have been in the same mindset I definitely still think I'd be on medication because it's I mean who the fuck knows maybe not even though maybe because I don't know if I'm I know I've said this in other episodes but um in this one in particular I never really said like what I have um I have ADHD so attention deficit hyperactive disorder and I also have a mood disorder um more so atypical depression so if I did talk about this in another episode I'm so sorry but for those that aren't familiar with atypical depression um it's basically kind of what it sounds like so people that have depression they find it really difficult to find joy in anything and their mood is usually at a zero and it's almost impossible to get them out of that whereas for me I definitely go through periods where I'm extremely depressed and I literally will just cry for no reason um other than my brain chemicals being imbalanced and being extra imbalanced during that period of time um but I can find joy in things even when I'm in those depressed states and it's easier for me to kind of like pull myself out of bed whereas people with depression just typically can't do that um so that's what I have I have atypical depression and attention deficit hyperactive disorder um so you know like I said earlier knowing what I know now I'm I am glad that I didn't take um those antidepressants and those antipsychotics but it's also crazy like the the medication they use for things like they use certain medications that are meant to treat one thing to treat other things like one of the medications I take right now to stabilize my mood is actually a medication that they use for people who suffer from epilepsy if you don't know what epilepsy is it's um people that are epileptic have seizures and sometimes they're very frequent sometimes it's not as frequent but they're just um kind of sudden seizures that unfortunately they have no control over and can hit at any time but it's just i don't think it it, it's never not blown my mind that they use epileptic medication to treat my mood or to stabilize my mood um but yeah man mental mental illness is hard difficult depressing and i'm trying to think of and it's really shitty 
Okay. Really shitty. But I hope that like actually I don't hope I know that my journey to like where I'm at now is what's going to make a difference in the lives of others because like I said it's really easy to feel like you're completely alone in your feelings or what it is that you're you're going through and it's very easy to get to the point where you just don't want to exist anymore and you do what you need to do in order to make that happen and I'm so grateful that I didn't go through with it because I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here talking to you right now you wouldn't be listening to me and I'm just I'm just grateful because as fucking lame and cheesy and corny as it sounds I definitely think I didn't go through with it because I needed to fulfill my purpose in life my purpose for being here on this earth and that is to help people to make a positive impact in people's lives in any way shape or form that I possibly can in my capacity and yeah I think this is actually going to be it like I think it's only going to be a three-parter so lucky you um and I hope this helped and I hope this helps anyone that needs it whenever you come across this if you ever come across this and just even if you're not struggling with mental illness or you're not living with someone or you don't have a loved one who's struggling with mental illness don't ever feel like you're alone because you're not even if it feels that way I promise you there's someone out there and all you need to do is look for the help because it's definitely out there especially now with all this mental health awareness and everything that we have access to now so fucking use it if you need it talk to someone call a friend call your partner call someone if you need help if you need someone to talk to and I feel like we all just always need someone to talk to and that's why I'm like such a big advocate advocate on therapy it's not just for people who have mental health problems therapy's for fucking everyone and even if you feel like you don't need to talk to anyone you do my therapist actually asked me on a scale of like one to ten ten being fucking amazing her exact words fucking amazing um and zero being extremely shitty where would you rate yourself on an average day or like each day and i was like i mean maybe a nine she was like that's bullshit that is absolute bullshit because not everyone has a nine every single day and I'm like, okay, you're right. Okay, I was trying to be optimistic, but I need to be realistic and be honest with myself and be honest with you because there's no such thing as a perfect every single day. Something's always happening. Something always happens. And I feel like that's what allows us to appreciate the good things in life and the positives in life because when we feel the struggle, we feel the negative, we go through the negative we go through struggles because if everything was fucking peaches and cream every day how are you gonna appreciate life you just can't because you don't know any better but dealing with some bullshit day-to-day life whatever the fuck it is when you 
after you go through that and something good happens, you're able to appreciate it a lot more. And it's like, okay, I cried about this. I was dealing with this. I was struggling with that. I almost killed myself over this. And hopefully you don't almost kill yourself because I wouldn't want that. But I'm, you know, speaking from experience. And then all of a sudden I have my life going just fucking swimmingly. I'm not going to appreciate that because... Or I am going to appreciate that, sorry, because I know what it's like already to feel hopeless and sad. And I can appreciate now that I'm not feeling that way, at least for now, because unfortunately I still go through shit and I still deal with my depressive episodes. And those are not a good time, let me just say, um, because... life is rough but you know what there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and trouble doesn't last always so live your best life don't live your life half-assed tell everybody that you love them don't go to sleep angry with anyone don't hold grudges don't be hateful and you just protect your fucking peace at all fucking costs, no matter what you have to do to give yourself internal peace, peace of mind, whatever the fuck peace looks like for you. Don't settle for bullshit, because life is too fucking short. Like, really, it is, and you don't know how short it's going to be. None of us know how short it's going to be. So, why not live your fucking life to the absolute fullest and just fucking do the damn thing, you know? You feel me? Well, this episode ended up being a whole lot longer than I had anticipated, so if you're still here right now, you a real one, okay? And I appreciate you, and I hope you're having a great day, I hope you have a great week, and just remember stay positive keep your fucking head up and just keep being the badass that you are and don't let anybody stand in your fucking way from achieving your dreams and your goals and your aspirations i have this little marquee board kind of a thing in my room that says don't quit your daydream queen so don't quit your daydream queen or I don't want to say king because I think that's just whack. But I guess for the men that don't like to be called queens, um, don't quit your daydream, king. Ew. I just, I don't know what it is. I just hate that. But anyway, I hope you guys have a great day and I will hopefully be talking to you in the very, very new future. Bye.